Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to get used to my new job. The 10 hours? Yeah. Bro, 10 hour days fucking suck. It's not so bad right now, though, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I uh, did not sleep last night because, like, I had the... I'm assuming it's because I was on shutdown and I was just going to bed whenever I wanted. Right. And then it was like, hey, Sunday night, you got to be uh, up by four. And my brain was like, yeah, we're going to stay up like you have been. <laughs> so I think I closed my eyes and then it was like, dun, dun, dun. had to get up. I'm like, did I even sleep? <laughs> I don't think I did. See, my thing is like, I'm going to play F- Far Cry until 1030. <laughs> Twelve fifty, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I still one. need to watch something to, like a TV show to fall asleep to. Yeah, yeah. my game was Red Dead. Yeah, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. There. Yeah, I was on there like all last winter. I had to stop though. I had to give it up. <laughs> you talking about the second one? Yeah, online basically. Oh yeah, I was online grinding a lot. Yeah, I was. I started to play the online of Ghost of Tsushima, but then I just lost interest. Yeah, I think it's really only the story and the game that draws my attention. Like doing the same thing over and over online is just yeah. not my cup of tea. It's not what I'm into. Never able to get into online gaming. Yeah, I think it's mainly because I'm not good enough. Everybody who's <laughs> yeah. online is like super good, or they they have way more time to commit to the game than I do. Excuse me. So they're way better, and I just uh, suck. So you'll have that. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. Welcome to the first recorded episode of 2021 of the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Chris. And today we're here with the members of Hate Zero. How's it going, guys? Happy New Year! Hey, Happy New Year! Happy man. New Year! Thanks for having us. Yeah, hey, it's our pleasure. You guys, want to introduce yourselves? Tell us what you play. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Adam, uh, a.k.a. Minkus. I sing and play guitar. I'm Nick. I play bass, do backgrounds. Our drummer couldn't make it tonight. He lives out of town, out of state, actually. <laughs> out of state? He's it, in Michigan. St. Oh, okay. Joe. He oh. lives in St. Joe. Fair enough. How can I uh, can I ask for a little bit of background? Where's the name Minkus come from? Oh, there's really no... <laughs> there's, there's no real like, answer to that mm. uh it's just a nickname we ran with it back in the day he started introducing me as minkus to everybody and it just stuck so all right fair enough yeah <laughs> we're, we're talking a long time yeah. ago too back in the day and you did a you did a handful of solo albums yeah i had and a band they were titled minkus. minkus was the name of the band mm. and it, yeah. but it was all him i mean he did the drums the bass guitar vocals everything oh so you were like dave Grohl at the beginning of foo fighters <laughs> exactly i was just telling him that story how he recorded all that stuff by himself and then shopped it around and got got a got a deal he was for just it. hanging around in his, at yeah. his high school being like yo right. check out this band that i'm in but it was just him <laughs> right that's funny that's basically what i did to start out with and then a bunch of people in the music scene back then they they got into it and then went off for a while had some kids did stuff like that and then came back and here we are now with hate zero with hate zero you want to tell us a little bit about hate zero like when you guys started and all that sure we'll get to the, uh, the nitty-gritty here in a bit yeah but. um 2014 we started um 
and then we did a demo album back then like in 2015 so that's kind of when everybody first started to hear all our stuff and then uh we this is like the third incarnation of the band like we've we've lost members you know but when we got chad as our drummer this kind of really stuck as the band we we were trying to be in the first place so Mm -hmm. um we went back recorded we recorded a lot of those songs from the demo but like half of them made it onto this album and then the other half are newer songs um but we still have drum tracks to go back and do the other stuff we used to have but we were ambitious. We were going to try and do a double album, and yeah, <laughs> that didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, so we, we went in the studio and recorded the drums for 20 songs mm-hmm. over two days, and then picked the 10 that we wanted to be the first album, yeah. and just chipped away at the guitar, bass, vocals on those 10 and made mm-hmm. that album. So we're still setting on another album's worth of drum tracks right now. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I mean, they're all songs that are already written you know we're just got to get around to recording them we just released this album on black friday so we got a ways to go for oh, ready nice. for the next I saw one. november 27th yeah so the first question we like to ask our guests is um like you know how similar arkansas and kansas are spelled but why are they pronounced differently <laughs> like why is it why Ar- is it? arkansas <laughs> <laughs> It probably was at one point. (laughs) That's probably how they used to say it at one point. I don't know, man. I wonder about that too. Like a lot of the English people that started out here, I wonder how the dialects got the way they are. There's a reason (laughs) English is the hardest language to learn because we have a bunch of stupid rules. Yeah, and everybody speaks it differently. So, And you could have five words that mean the same thing. All spell the same, but all mean different. Like lead, yeah. lead, and right. all read and red. Yeah, yeah read I and mean, red. Kind of the same yeah. thing, but dumb. But then there's other languages like that have a like you can't describe what it the word means in our language. Right. It, there's so little, There's yeah. no translation. Or yeah. you'll have languages that have like. 20 different words for one thing. Mm. But that is not actually the first question we <laughs> ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast. The first question we actually like to ask is, what was your first experience with live music? Uh, like shows? Like uh, like my first concert or something? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it would be Megadeth. Oh, nice. Way back. Um I don't want to date myself here. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was Megadeth and it was awesome, man. Like nice. it's the first time I ever saw a pit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty wild. What's the first show you ever saw? Are we talking like sign band or garage band Anything. or whatever? You can list them both. If you well, if you're I, trying to flex on us like he obviously was, <laughs> no, like, dude, was I'm honest. My, 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 uh, <laughs> that was my first concert. My ever national ever. band can't flex like that, but <laughs> When I was a kid, we used to go to this place in the Hunter Center called the Rat Skeller, and we used mm-hmm. to watch these shows that were called Rock and Roll Underground. Mm-hmm. And the Rat Skeller was a pizza joint, like in a dungeon type environment, yeah, un- underground. In, in it was a, it's just a weird place. You'd have to see it. And upstairs, they'd let all the teenagers come in and and throw shows, have mm-hmm. their bands come in and stuff. And this was the only place that was doing shit like that. And I mean, there'd be cover bands down there. That's where I met uh, Josh that 
from the Ugly Neighbor Kids went on to be in yeah. Double Drive and yeah. hang with Seven Dust and all. Josh Sattler from Double Drive. Yeah, Chris Nespo. I mean, there was like Slayer tribute bands that were playing at this place. And, nice. Uh, one of my first shows was actually there with um a, a couple guys that are still around here today. I mean, I don't think they're in bands or anything though, but we were like playing Metallica covers and mm-hmm. shit like that. But uh, first national band concert I ever went to, I had a friend show up, beat on the door and was like, hey man, I got some tickets, let's go right now. And it was freaking uh, Damn Yankees and Bad Company at Notre oh, Dame. Cool. Nice. Yeah, Ted Nugent, it's, it's, it's when the... Um, Bad when we were fighting Saddam Hussein and he Ted Nugent played the Star Spangled oh, yeah. Banner and then whipped his guitar around with a bow and arrow and shot a big statue at Saddam Hussein what? from across the stage. It was <laughs> pretty wild. Yeah, I used to like never to in my life. <laughs> yeah, like to light did stuff too, on man. fire. That's it awesome. lit on, on fire stage. and all that shit. You get one chance to do that before yeah. people like yeah. if you, if, it's not cool if you mess up like four <laughs> yeah. five times. Yeah. That's was at Notre Dame too, man. So I mean it's like you could have missed and hit a nun or something. I mean, <laughs> you know. yeah. Notre Dame actually had cool shows back yeah. in the day. Till yeah, back I don't know then. why they stopped. But. We were supposed to go to a cool Notre Dame show, but then COVID ruined it. We had tickets to go see Billy Joel. Oh, man. Right yeah. That's that, cool. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Tragic. Goddamn COVID. Did you see I, that? I remember one thing about that show that, that's always stuck with me. Um, it, I started off as a drummer mm-hmm. years Years and years ago, I played the drums for somewhat touring metal band, power metal band for a long time and 20 years or so. Bass was always my passion, but I always got pigeonholed into being a drummer because nobody else wanted to carry all that equipment around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But um, at that uh, at that show, I remember when Bad Company was playing, and I'm not a huge fan of either of those bands. It's just a show I happen to be at. Mm-hmm. They all walked off stage, and the drummer came out with the bar stool, and he sat down with an acoustic guitar and played Shooting Star by himself, like in front of that whole auditorium. And my mind was fucking blown. I was like, drummers can play guitar? And I was like, holy shit. And from that day on, I like had a it like planted a seed to where i didn't want to be stuck behind the drums the rest of my life you, you had know? that aha moment that's yeah, how that he sure. got in this band was i'm like hey man i need a drummer you know anybody because he was already like in two other bands and mm-hmm. he, i didn't yeah. think he would do it he's like i'll do it and then the next day or the first practice he's like hey man i want to jam but won't you let me play bass let's get another drummer yeah. <laughs> so, so i was like all right whatever so on that note, let's take it back to the beginning, 2014. Yeah, uh, I think it was in April 2014. Start there, man. Um, yep, like I said, I just called him looking for a drummer. I decided it's time to play live. I had been jamming with some other guys in a garage mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and the drummer went to jail. And, and so we That's hung not out. Ideal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drummers had a potential. But me and the bass player that. kept hanging. And then when he came back, they were all like, "Oh, like I was there for like a year mm-hmm. or more, jamming with these guys or with the one guy." And then he comes back and he's like, "Oh, well, we didn't really want to play live. We just want to record stuff." And I'm like, "Ooh, man, I need to go play out." You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I just didn't like the way it was going. No, no offense to anybody, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I'm more, man, I'm more of a, I'm an 
I'm an artist, so I'm, I'm a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for me to like let other everybody else be like, no, we're gonna do it this way, and it's like, eh, but I want to go this way. You're very particular with your craft. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like. You know, your children, your songs are like, everybody says they're your right. children and you can't pick a favorite, all that stuff. But it's like, but once they're out there, I need it to be, you know, what I want it to be. I don't, I don't want to call the band this or that or whatever, you know, whatever. So anyway, that ended and I called him like the next day. I'm like, all right, hey man, I, I got to start a band. So that's where it all began. <laughs> I have to start one. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, we got a drummer, another guitar player at the time, started jamming, went and did a demo, or actually switched drummers right before we recorded the demo. He was in there for like a week or something before he had to play on the album. And then that recording didn't come out that great, so that's why I'm calling it a demo, because mm-hmm. it was our first stab at it, but we're talking six years ago. So right. so anyway, um, that drummer played with us for a while. Uh he wanted to do other things. So it was all cool. You know, he was just like, Hey, I'm going to dip out. I want to do other things now. So, uh, we went for a long time, like seven months with no drummer. So we were just like doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, we, we were still booking though. And we had my, uh, my yeah, oldest an boy was show doing once. fill-in shows. Mm. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, His son, Nick, yeah. Nick Jr. He played, um, played guitar for humanity level, played drums for so be it and no shit fear no yeah. tomorrow and yeah nick he's, white he's, what nick band white, is he in now oh cool oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm nick white senior what oh. band is he in right now uh he was in so be it as of our show a oh. couple weeks ago but i think that was his last gig with that band i'm not <laughs> sure you never know i've been trying yeah. to get him and his brother to start a band with me for years but yeah so yeah pan out. both of my kids jam well all of my kids jam but yeah, so music's so, in the family. Yeah. It's in the blood. Big it's time. good. Dude, they even play drums identical to each other. It's, really? It's a trip. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, you would think like. There'd be a little be, variation. It but... was almost like listening to him play when I was listening to his son play. It was funny. The but... apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. But oh. yeah, so now um, I forgot Nick played with us for a while. He was filling in. And then uh, Chad. uh Chad Martinson became our drummer in 2017. So that's kind of where we still play the old songs, but that's kind of where we really revamped everything. I let him do whatever he wanted, change mm-hmm. all the drums you want, do whatever you want to do. Cause I like, I like people to feel comfortable. Like right. when we started the band, I, I was like, okay, just play whatever comes out. Just, you know, wing it, like throw, throw it against the wall, see what sticks, you mm-hmm. know? So when Chad got in the band, same thing. I was like, dude, change the beats, do whatever you got to do. We'll we'll rework the songs, you know. So that's what we did. And, yeah, and that that was um, you know, getting getting Chad in the band was I, I don't know the right word to say for it, but it, it was it was the perfect mix. Yeah. Because yeah. the three Chemistry. of us Yeah, the three of us have, have we grew up in the same scene. We're all about the same age. We mm-hmm. were all in equally popular bands of our own during those times. Uh, hell, I even my band went on tour with Chad's band for a while. We I can yeah, tell you Chad some played about with how we kidnapped him on the road. And shit. <laughs> he played with uh, Negative Nancy back in the back in the turn of the century, yeah. and uh, Nick was in Das Macht back then, oh. another metal band. Nice. Or Nancy wasn't metal; they were more funk. Uh, like Clutch was their uh, okay, go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing Clutch covers and things like that. 
But yeah, they were pretty big at the time, man. They had a good good scene going on. It's it's so much different now. <laughs> it's just because of the COVID shit, man. I mean, really, it closed all the venues yeah. down. Because but... honestly, we played some really nice shows lately. When people could go back out, they mm-hmm. went nuts. And it was like crazy, yeah. like 100 people at the front of the stage freaking out, you know, so it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm hoping that once things come back to go back to normal, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, that maybe we'll get some more all-age venues too. Because oh, yeah. there's cool. like one in Goshen. There's technically one in South Bend. You're talking about the downstairs of the of the Smiths? Well, or the well. The well is one, and then some like Smiths can get away with it to like a yeah the downstairs they can do all ages, but it's just not the same. We need yeah. all age venues. I agree because those kids need to buy our music <laughs> <laughs> or our t shirts, whatever. <laughs> right before all this shit hit too, I had secured a spot. Remember that bowling alley? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd love to start a club like a. Either the coffee shop thing where Mm -hmm. bands jam or a bar, but I figured the coffee shop thing would be easier because of the liquor license and everything. But yeah, yeah, it'd be cool, man, to have like a record store, you know, music store, cafe, jam, jam room where I can invite anyone I want to come and jam. That'd be great. (laughs) I I feel like my favorite setup venue setup as of right now, at least in our area, is Ignition setup. Yeah. Where it's a record Same. store, yeah. it's a venue, and then literally they're attached to a coffee shop. Right. So And you can get beer. <laughs> and you can get beer. Yeah. yeah, like um what is that place in Chicago, man? I think it's called Reggie's, but they're like, Have you seen the record store? I'm like, no. And they're like, go check it out. There's a staircase. I go up there, it's like the biggest amount of vinyl I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Like it was just thousands and thousands. It was like Trembling. the old days, even bigger than like when record stores used to be a mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> it was pretty huge, man. Man. But I mean it was Chicago, so everything's right. bigger and mm-hmm. better, whatever. Tell me about some of the influences that inspired you to pick up your respective instruments. Hmm. Well, to be honest with me, in my my uncle is a musician and so my parents were never into it or anything like that, or mm-hmm. I didn't get it from them, but he, he's always been in different bands throughout his life. And he made a demo with some band he was in back then. And he gave me that. And when I heard it, I'm like, wow, man, like you can be a rock. Like I didn't realize you could be a rock star if you just, you could just try and do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, they were the rock stars, especially in the eighties and nineties and all that stuff are so, you know, these bigger than life mm-hmm. personalities, famous people, whatever. But when I heard like someone I know do it, I'm like, oh man, that's great. So then I I uh I grew up in Florida, so my my school down there, my high school, I had a guitar class, so I took it and started learning. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> I was a natural or whatever, I could learn pretty easily. So But um, your school taught like guitar. Guitar? <laughs> yeah, in the uh you didn't have to like learn in the band some... room. You didn't have to learn some lame brass instrument or no, like you could take that stuff if you wanted to. They had, you know, they had all that, but But they they had an extra. Yeah, like one of the electives was uh, like classical, you know, nylon strings, guitar. But you know, Mary had a little lamb, all that stuff. They just Mm -hmm. taught you the basics and how to read music. But a handful of us in that class like took off with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like we could do it. So 
my mom, I guess somebody she worked with go, they said, Oh, I have this old guitar in my closet. You could have it. So she brought me home an electric guitar, like this Japanese Gibson SG ripoff, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, some old piece of junk, but I started on that. So, and then, so musically at that time, I was probably 16 or so. Mm-hmm. I was like way into metal and like classic rock, like, mm-hmm. you know, Jimi Hendrix, Zeppelin and Metallica, thr- you know, kind of thrash type stuff. Right. So those were most, most of my influences right there. Like <laughs> I probably ripped off many riffs from all of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. What was your uh, music? I have, um, I got a cousin that, that played drums and guitar when I was, when I was really young, I used to go over there and, and hang out with him and, you know, watch him play his drums and his guitar and shit. And I don't think he was ever really in a band per se, but I just thought it was cool as hell. And, right. And like, from that point on, I didn't really listen to music anymore. I studied it. Right. You know, it was like, I, my ears to this day, it's almost like a curse dissect music i i can't just hear a band as a whole i hear the bass i hear the guitar i hear the drums right. I hear instead everything of just separate. enjoying it now you're on you like you said you're unless studying. you're drunk enough unless i'm drunk yeah brother but, um, <laughs> but you know again i started off playing drums for many years and um i, I took it to a, a pretty high level I, you know most yeah, he's of the an stuff, amazing metal drummer man yeah it's very fast most very of the good. stuff i was studying was um Pete Sandoval from Morbid Angel, uh, Meshuggah. That nice. that kind of drumming w- was what I was focusing on, but I always had a, a love for the bass. I play guitar too, but guitar's always just been a songwriting tool for me. Mm-hmm. I've never had the desire to really play one on stage. But um, I love the bass guitar. I, I think it's a very much uncharted territory. Yeah. From what I see around here, you know, people pick a bass up and, and they just play the root notes. They're, they don't step out front with it or or anything like that so with Very that being few. said it was um, the guitar players are always like get back get back yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. um billy Gould from faith no more i i think is probably one of the most underrated bass players on the planet i, mm-hmm. I fucking love that band i you, you can't listen to any faith no more and not hear that bass thumping I, every song as soon as it starts and uh rob trulio um but way before metallica when he right. was in suicidal yeah, tendencies suicidal. i was a huge mm. suicidal fan and uh, of course, you know you got your your staples, Claypool, right. Flea. I uh, can't really talk about bass. Yeah, if I was them talking guys, about bass, I'd go to Flea because just. But I'd I'd have to say Billy Gould was probably my main inspiration on bass. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I um I really admire his sound. I love the way he plays. He's not afraid to play in the pocket, and then again, he's not afraid to. They structure an entire song around his bass line. Yeah, that's yeah. always that's always like. That's how you know that the bass player is on a totally different level that when they're like, all right, hey, that thing you wrote, we're going to build on that. Right. <laughs> it's not like, hey, we wrote this song, find something that fits. It's like, no, right. we'll find something that fits what you wrote. That's, uh, <laughs> it's one of the things that, that I love about being in Hate Zero is, um, you know, Mink has always been, like he said, we'll throw everything we got at the wall and see what sticks. And from day one, he's like, man, you... You set your tone however the fuck you want. You turn it as loud as you want. I love bass just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. Never... I almost bought a bass amp for my guitar. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> never been any kind of 
don't play over me or anything like that. I mean, right. He, he just gave me free reign. Well, um, now that we're three well, piece, that works. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but when we had another guitar player, that's not always the case. Not no offense to him at all. Just right. like once you get all those instruments going, then someone's trying to play over somebody somewhere, you know. But mm -hmm. three piece is very nice because, and most of my bands have been just three piece bands, but because everyone's doing their own thing mm -hmm. and everyone has their their spot or you know what they're doing no one's trying to compete or anything right, like that you right. know so i love i love that i feel like three pieces the only way you can be a good three piece is is every member in the band is like amazing at their own instrument like yeah, cuz i feel like true. a three piece you have to be really good for the sound to be full like if it's let me say, like, uh, yeah. Point at you know. Jimmy. <laughs> no. I was pointing at uh, Green Day. Green oh. Day. And, uh, <laughs> I thought you were pointing at Jimmy. They were, they were also three piece at first. Green Day is a Green three Day piece. Was do, uh, Jimmy was doing the work of three people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, was Nirvana's a three piece? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Three? Alkaline R Trio. Rush. Rush is a yeah, three piece. Yeah, Rush is a, the probably the greatest three piece. That's band what I was going to say too. Yeah, Prong was. Yeah, yeah. Prong's cool. Yeah, in order to really like sell the oh we're a three piece band like man y'all better be fucking good. <laughs> well, and plus <laughs> like good. our the way I write I like metal. I don't really like death metal all that much. Mm -hmm. I, I like to hear what the singer is saying, so yeah, yeah. I'm not really into the screaming stuff. But I mean, I scream, but. Hopefully you can tell what I'm trying trying to say, <laughs> <laughs> but just because I I grew up more with the thrash stuff right. where everybody kind of like had a distinct want you voice. To understand the words, yeah, we, just we like Tom Mariah from Slayer, James Hetfield. Everybody had a, a unique voice, you know, in those bands, and the heavier it got, heavier as it went on, and then so you know once you, you don't got want to, like, us to have to do I think a Sepultura. Google search. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sepultura had something to do with everyone going super heavy. Cause they were so awesome, you know, right. but anyway, um, oh geez, I lost what I was trying to say. Well, whatever. Welcome but to yeah, the two junkies piece. podcast. Yeah. That's what we do is we <laughs> get sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Rush is great. I feel like Chad's like my Neil Peart, uh, drummer because our, oh, I know what I was trying to say. The way I write though, mm -hmm. I'm just a singer songwriter type person. A lot of times I'll write, just with an acoustic right and then make it heavier later and it i have i'm limited i'm not you know i'm not this spectacular uh let me see who could i say who who does like who sings and plays john mayer <laughs> yeah john mayer right there. or like uh in metal like dave mustaine oh yeah how yeah. you can sing these lines but your fingers and hands are playing these riffs mm -hmm. And none of it's really, you know, when you're playing a song strumming, you're you're singing to the you're rhythm. You're going with the, the melody. <laughs> right. yeah. That's more like what I do. But to have but, a melody on the guitar and a different melody vocally, right. like, and, like, and then drummers, to do them at the same time. Yeah. Drummers skill. are like that. They're doing all four limbs, mm -hmm. different things. And it's like, man, that's nuts. Like, you either just have it or you don't. But So I'm kind of more of a strummer. You know, I can jam, but my riffs are a little easier. Like, if I was just playing guitar, I could write. Right. Much more technical riffs. You could but, shred. Right. Yeah. But I choose to just take it easy. And mm -hmm. plus, I just like rock. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I've played fast before. You know, we have a few more heavy, 
heavier songs coming. I prefer rock. That's just my mm-hmm. my personality or whatever, my taste. So I write like rock songs, blues, you know, all the old Sabbath and all the, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I like that stuff. So hmm. sounds like you've kind of got the same stance as my man, John Mayer here in the sense that everybody knows I can tread a guitar, so I don't need to do it anymore. Right. Now I'm working on making writing songs that are like, like catchy and they really invoke a lot of emotion. Like that's yeah. the main focus. It's not so much the wow factor. That's definitely my thing is the lyrics my mute the when i write a song um the vocals the lyrics are what drive the song it's the bread and butter yeah it's like the melody of the vocals you know we're just doing basic blues riffs or whatever Mm -hmm. but the the vocals are what's taking you down you know through Mm -hmm. the story and and telling the story so that's kind of what and then Chad, <laughs> like the drummer, he he really fills in all the little empty places mm-hmm. that where it needs the fills, you know, especially on the album. It's great, man. The stuff he did, it was amazing. It was a little nerve wracking. Like he couldn't hear the the headphones we had weren't the greatest and stuff right. like that. He was having trouble recording the drums, but because he was just worried, like, I have to get this as perfect as mm-hmm. possible because this all depends on me. Like he felt like he had the whole thing on yeah, his yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, relax, man. We'll... We'll fix it. It'll all work yeah, out. You we know ain't doing I'm... nothing live. And we'll now, get, we'll if get, you, we'll when you work. listen to the album, you're like, Psh, why was the guy saying that? Like, <laughs> it was. It just came out so good, you know. That said, okay, we covered that. Now let's cover about the inspiration for Hate Zero itself. Like, what do you guys think <laughs> of when you try to make music for you guys? Um, man, honestly, if I if I'm writing lyrics, you mean lyrically, like meanings, things, everything, like. That? like I'm just inspired at different times in my life uh, when I've written these things. And it could be about, you know, emotional things I'm going through mm-hmm. or uh, or it could be something I read about, you know, or whatever, like things like that. So it's all over the place. But I, I honestly started out writing concept albums. And really? Yeah, I would write like 10 or 20 songs and go in my basement and just record, you know, freestyle stuff Mm -hmm. and and throw the lyrics on all these songs and so in this band what we're sort of doing with that is kind of cherry picking out of or i am i'm like hey try this one Mm because in the back of my mind i'm like man i used to love that song i did you know back in the day i'll try that one so that's kind of what i'm doing so i've taken i've I've written all these different concept albums and i'm taking pieces of each one Mm -hmm. so if all goes well in the end and we have like 10 albums, you could piece together all the different songs and be like, oh, that's that concept. <laughs> you could pull that's a song my gimmick, from though. each different album to make its own album. Like, oh, yeah. look, I put the story together. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Some kind of hipster. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot of shit that could be said about Hate Zero's music and what we represent. You know, um, I think it's important to note that that we're a costume band. I don't know if you guys are familiar with us or, or seen us, but um, we we always play in costume, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's reasoning behind that. It's not, it's not so much of a cliche thing as a, uh, as much as it is our dedication to entertaining our audience. Yeah, we're and that's not what trying I go to, to shows copy for, people. To be entertained. Yeah, we like we know Slipknot and Mushroom Head and. And uh, I was wondering, every, I saw that and I was waiting yeah. for the opportunity to be like, is we, that a mushroom? Hand we hand? know they all do all this yeah, you stuff. Yeah, got it on inside out. And, you I know, know. <laughs> I was going to wipe that on inside out. 
You don't even fucking know. Did you know even know? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was in the dark, man. Here, I don't need it. From the bowl. Anyway, mushroom head. I love anyway, mushroom head. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, me too. We're, we're fans too. Um, hold on, I gotta hear this. We actually but, uh, opened up for Whalen's band, uh, yeah. uh, Killer's Confession, in Battle Creek, Michigan, a couple years ago. Got to hang out with him and stuff. Nice. Whalen, yeah, he's, awesome. he's a really cool guy. Hell yeah. Yeah. So whatever we know, you know, Kiss. We know all when Mush or when Slipknot came out. I'm like, oh, it's the new Kiss. Like they're just using masks. <laughs> like we're not stupid or whatever, you know. But we do it because honestly, I looked at the first videos of the early band, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, it just seems. I don't know. We all kind of looked, you know, looked the same. Whatever. It just seemed boring. So um, Halloween came right after that. So mm-hmm. we all dressed up and then. These people, we were we did a rap show, a rap rock show up in Michigan, and the rappers were all like juggalos. They were like, "No man, you need to keep like wear the make, do it, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. it, man. It's awesome." <laughs> so we just kept going, man. And I would create different masks and costumes. Like at first, my whole gimmick was like everywhere we play, I will never wear the same thing. Yeah. So every venue, like it could be the same town, but if it's that venue, I'll change it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was really inspired to like create different, um, uh, he was making things. fucking it costumes. Going, out I was of branches and shit. <laughs> yeah. and it was like coming out. out of I mean, it was cool, the ether, but man, like, very creative. Hey, I'd walk around like uh hobby lobby or, or like fun FX. And I'd be like, Oh, grab this and grab that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cause I can draw like, I'm a, I do art, so when you have a piece of paper and you just go to draw something, it's fun to just draw whatever comes out, like right. not think it out first. So I was kind of doing that with making costumes, like just grabbing pieces, like that looks interesting. And then I'd go home. See what and, I can do with this. Or, <laughs> yeah, I'd go home and be like, all right. And I just start gluing things and whatever. So that's how it all started. But then I always wanted like the wolf headdress that I wear now. And mm-hmm. then I finally got one. So I've been wearing that for like the past year or two but we haven't played that many shows so i've I've really only worn it a handful of times but i've kind of stuck with that look for a while but i'll I'll make some more stuff eventually or whatever but yeah so costumes are one thing but it's really just for looks you know yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. for the crowd to Mm -hmm. you know whatever they they if i walk in dude first time i saw mushroom head live I was like, oh my gosh, man, this is insane. I've never seen Slipknot live yet, but I am we're going to go. I am the exact opposite. I have you seen Slipknot, Slipknot yeah. but I haven't seen Mushroomhead. Oh, gosh, man. Yeah. Jealous. We're going to try and see Slipknot with Ginger this uh, coming up. Ooh, They're touring I want to see Ginger year, so bad. Or seen year. them too. Front row center. At, God damn it. Uh, yeah. Shit, where were we? Uh, it was here. It's like last year. The eclectic room, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. my wife that? and I went That's there. Cool spot, and, uh, it's like in Angola. Angola, yeah, yeah. Didn't the omniscient, yeah, the omniscient, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah. I, yeah, I was closer to the stage than I'm setting to you right now. Yeah, it's nice. a cool spot. You can get some pics off, you website. can get right up oh, on nice. everybody to give oh, you an awesome. idea of what we what we kind of look like. You can uh oh, check those out at hatezero.com, buddy Nick Bliss, yeah. And you make those fucking, you made that mask? Well, these guys came up with their own things. Yeah, I just. They buy it. They buy stuff. But I kind of go crazy just creating whatever. But like, 
everyone thinks I'm wearing a real dead wolf head on my head. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> it's it's all like don't throw like red paint on me. He's anything. winking it's, at us. It's, it's, it's all do, okay. Do people not know how big a wolf's head is? Because <laughs> a human know. head could not fit inside. Yeah, of that. I don't know, but a dire wolf maybe. I was gonna say, I've seen Game of Thrones. Now, <laughs> wolf's heads get pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's a dire wolf. Pretty damn but, big. Now. Granted, they are really drunk when they go, man, is that a real wolf? <laughs> That's true. So, That's you know, true. It's it, funny. It, they're I, really drunk and enjoying themselves, and that means we did our jobs on stage, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's that's all I ask for when I go to a show is like, I, I love the music, but I don't want to watch you just go through the music that I can just like here in my car. Like, yeah. right. entertain me, man. Like, I bought a ticket, put on a show. Like, right. That's... You know. That is to answer your question. That's what Hate Zero is all about. Hell yeah, when you brother. come see us, you're coming to a show. That's and that's how we present ourselves. That's all I want. That I want is true, man. We have always brought it. I mean, I've went on stage with like 103 degrees fever just because I had. I just Oof. felt like yeah. I had to. The show must go on. I would recommend thing. that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I was so sick that night that like I just painted my face and didn't dress up. And yeah, I, people yeah, I was wearing like a Rob Zombie shirt, rocking hard. Yeah. <laughs> and our old drummer, he was like, "Worst costume ever." <laughs> like, Comic sorry, book dude, guy I'm from sick. The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but <clears throat> I remember we've even played shows without a drummer. Uh, when yeah. the drummer on our our demo album, he went and he went to like India to for India. a month. Yeah. And uh, we had shows booked, so instead of canceling, we were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna play him anyways." And we did without him, and I'll never forget it. One of the one of the shows we played, we were at Smith's and Mishawaka, and everybody that was at the front of the stage sat down like Indian style on the floor and started beating the drum beat no on shit. the wooden floor. Provided, I think they, his son they played the drums it. for us. You know, oh, that'd be that's actually really it cool. was it was really it cool. Was cool. Uh, for like most of the songs too, they would keep the beat, and we were, we were just strumming acoustics on stage. It was really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a benefit show for um, Austin Woolwine. He was a, a member of Das Mock, the band I was in, Past Too Soon. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about this new album. I mean, it's newish at this point. Yeah, a little <laughs> over a month old. Because people who had the demo, there were only like so many cop, like a hundred. And if you have a copy. You can trade it to me, and I'll give <laughs> you a give new back. album. Yeah, I will give you the update. I'll give version. you both out when the new one's done too. I'll give you both of those to to just take that demo back. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone has it out there, remember that. I'm trying no, to get. It's like a Garth Brooks when he did the uh, what was it? Uh, who was the emo thing he did? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. How he <laughs> totally just erased that from the yeah. earth. Yeah. That's what you're trying to do. He's like, hey, I'll trade well, you hope it's both our albums like a, to get rid of that EP. <laughs> it's like what George Lucas tried to do with the holiday special, the Star Wars holiday special. Oh. But when the <laughs> oh, internet God. came along, it was too late. But yeah. He tried to, <laughs> to bury that thing. But yeah, like whatever. I don't care. It's out there. It's just a different band. So right. it's not, you know, it's not what we are now. So that's that's why I say that. But the, the album itself you know I've, I've been a part of a lot over the years and i don't think i've ever been more proud of a body of music than i am this album the, the sound zach uh, zach pierce actually engineered it he did an amazing job an amazing job and the way he handled us 
in his studio was mm-hmm. was very professional. Uh, we just couldn't be more proud of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, Spineless Heartless, Zach Pierce, hit him up. He's a very good engineer. Um, you can hear our album on I Apple Music. I can't give Music him enough, and enough credit, man. Everything. Our album's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's on Pandora. Because, you know, you go in there and you're blowing money and you're nervous and whatever and mm-hmm. things happen. You know, you can't you can't live in the studio forever. Oh, shit costs money. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> what happened was... Well, I don't want to get into all the the details, but what happened was we ended up just going off with him mm-hmm. and finishing everything, and he really he really helped us out, nice. uh, made it sound really professional, really good. Well, there there's there's some engineers, again, not throwing stones or anything, but there's some engineers that are like bad tattoo artists. You go there to get a tattoo. And they'll do like half of it and be like, my hand hurts. You're going to have to come back later just so they can milk more money out of you. Yeah. Sound engineers the same way. That's what I meant by him being the utmost and professional because he in no way, shape or form was trying to ploy us for no, for money should. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was more, maybe not more, but he was just as excited for every note on that record as we were. Yeah. Man. I mean, he wanted it to sound good just like we did. It was, it was like he's a member of the band at that yeah. point while he was recording. <laughs> he's actually it, in the CD, the pamphlet inside. Yeah, I the threw booklet. His, yeah, I threw his picture on there because I just needed another picture. And mm-hmm. it's like him kicked back at his computer. And I'm like, all right, we'll throw him on there just because <laughs> he's like our uh, unofficial, anyway. unofficial uh, yeah, member. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's got a dive bomb on the record too. What what song is that? Binge. <laughs> yeah, I get. I, he like I does a pinch harmonic. Boom. Yeah, he goes. You need to you need to do a dive bomb on there. I'm like, what? He's like, give me that. Boom. And he just <laughs> did it real quick. Like, well, just keep it. You did it now. Whatever. Uh, I'm yep. not gonna put it on. I don't, I don't care. He's so. not worried about the money. He's worried about the <laughs> homeless people. I keep trying yeah. to get him. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no. But he he really helped helped me to craft a, f- a few of the guitar parts yeah um like most of it i had down but a few things like he helped me uh just take time and mm-hmm. work out a solo for this or that or you know throw throw this in here you know pick slide here or whatever and i feel like that's like uh that's almost like a good not a good sign that's a that's a true sign of somebody who actually cares about like Absolutely. hey if yeah. i'm going to put my name on this i want to help you make it the best that you want it to be <laughs> that's exactly what he told yeah. me he's like hey this is like my card i'm handing out like for more work you know mm-hmm. whatever so yeah i get it but yeah, he's an awesome guitar player, man. Like, if we were gonna get an ex- another guitar player, I would really want him to to jam with us because he's really good. But we're a little too we're a little heartless? too basic <laughs> for his taste in music. Yeah, he'd be like, talk about playing over someone. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be like running me into the ground, man. Will you guys be playing any any tracks off yeah, the album? Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna close out with something. Do you guys have anything in mind? Yeah, do you have a specific song you'd like, like us to binge? close the episode out with? Why don't you guys uh, do binge for uh, our drummer loves binge because he does a lot of drum stuff on there. (laughs) I would hope your drummer does drum stuff. (laughs) A lot of drum stuff. You know, a little extra stuff on there he likes to do. That's what I want in a drummer. (laughs) I like them to play drums. Um, One of the, another question I've, I, I will, take two. Another question that that. I'm, um, Another question that's always super interesting to me, 
Um, where did the n- name Hate Zero come from? Where'd you guys come yeah. up with the name? Well, <laughs> do you want to tell this or me? You, you I wanted it. to name it something completely different, and we did at first. Mm-hmm. And we went to our first open jam. It was a Japanese name. <laughs> no, it's actually from Zimbabwe or something, but okay. it was called <laughs> Close, Close Enough. enough. Close it was, enough. <laughs> yeah, it was. It sounds Japanese. It was called Akamokira. That I definitely would have assumed that was Japanese, right? For sure. But I kind of just, I honestly just wrote that word out, like made it up off the top of my head, yeah. And then I looked it up online to see if it was really a word, and right. it is. Like from, it means rebel against whatever. In Okamakura. Some, yeah, like AKA. Also known as. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I, I remember we, the guys. Yeah, we went to Open Jam, jam. Like, and he tried to. Fuck, <laughs> He tried to announce us, and he kept just slaughtering it. Like, he was like, and he just couldn't say it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so these guys were like, we got to change the name like right now. No one can say it. And I'm like, whatever, man. They'll learn it. Like <laughs> That was my thing. But, you, know, you guys have but, one job. Learn the name. So Yeah. So I went down a list, kept trying to pull any name I could out of the wherever I had it, you know, and I actually had that that name hate zero from a few years before that. Um, I just, I just wrote it down. I think I actually might've had it way back on MySpace for something I was using it for, but I had the page on Facebook Mm -hmm. with that name on it. And it was like my last thing I came to because they were like, no, we don't like that. We don't like this. We don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I had like 20 other names I loved besides that one. And but I almost think it was meant to be because when I when I I actually typed it to them and told them and they were like yeah we like that and I'm like okay like it sounds kind of metal mm-hmm. but it has a kind of cool meaning for especially for what's happening these days like yeah. with all the hate going on you know with everywhere so I ran it by some people and they liked it and they were saying the same thing like oh man that's like that's pretty cool for what's going on right now mm-hmm. so it stuck man and now. I, it's not that I've crafted songs around it, but kind like there's one song on there, Blood Moon Ghost Tribe. We've had that from the beginning. Yeah. But I did write it before um, this band started. So really, I didn't create it just for the band, but it's saying annihilate all your hate, you know, right. th- things like that. It seems gimmicky, but I really wrote it you know, just out of my heart. And then it just kind of clicked with the name of the band. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I don't, even if it was gimmicky, I don't mind. I came here to be entertained. Yeah, I mean, and if that's your gimmick yeah. and it's entertaining, I am all for it. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think people like that song a lot. So it's not, you know, it's not like we're trying to be cheesy or anything with the lyrics. It's just, it's actually more of a song about like a killer, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I watch a lot of, um, crime shows or i have i just finished watching the ripper series on netflix before i I got i just added that to my list actually Mm -hmm. but yeah i watch a lot of that stuff murder shows i watch surfs up (laughs) 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 but like a lot of the things Uh. with serial killers are like they just hate women or people whoever because of yeah yeah, but because of their past and what's been done to them or whatever Mm -hmm. usually and so it kind of fits with like the 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 verses are like i don't i don't know i had a a meaning in mind when i wrote it but i don't like to go too far into the details of the lyrics because 
Because then you. I've had exactly Jimi Hendrix songs spoiled for me because someone told the story of why he wrote a song. And then it changes the meaning. Yeah, like for you, it had a personal It had thing. this fantasy, yeah. awesome, mm-hmm. cool vibe. In my, It's like reading a book and you imagine it all. And then you go see the movies like, that's not what I thought it was going to be. It's exactly that's the same That's because with they, the producer puts it to their fantasy. Right. right. Like, that's, that's one of the... I love hearing the backstories to songs so that I understand it. Mm-hmm. But then it also, like you're saying, it takes away from how I chiseled that song to fit my life. Right. And now it's like, oh, that song isn't actually about what it what I thought it was. It's actually sometime he got he went to McDonald's and the ice cream machine was broke. <laughs> That's exactly right. what I'm saying about I don't even want to tell people what I'm talking about with Jimmy, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Like a word in there me it's a certain brand of car he was driving mm-hmm. and whatever and it's like that's not what i thought that meant you know <laughs> whatever so i write lyrics out of my heart about what i you know whatever's coming out of me but so many people have been like man that song reminds me of this and that i love it because of this and i'm like okay well that's exactly just, why i wrote it yep yeah yes just yes. keep that as like <laughs> yep. that's cool man that's, that's your canon thing. bud yeah <laughs> that's for sure canon yep yeah as we dwindle down, is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to talk about? Uh, not really. We don't have any shows, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, like the rest of the world. We're open uh, for bookings, though. Yeah, so that's true. Any if other bands booking, out there getting shows yeah, or we, venues, hit us up. Uh, HateZero.com. Yeah, there's you can email listen to or buy stream our record on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube Music. Am I forgetting any of them? How do you guys distribute it? Do you guys use DistroKid? No, we use CD Baby. So it went out to all the major places. We have videos on our YouTube channel that can be checked out at uh, Hate Zero at YouTube. Yeah. Or you can pull them straight off. And the if website. you happen to see these Asian pop punk guys, that's not us. So keep <laughs> oh, looking. There, is there another Hate Zero? Yes, yeah, and they formed it, right after us, and, the and they took like Twitter. They took a few oh, of they the took main the handles. Yeah, and I'm like, you jerks! Like I've had this <laughs> you name jerks. for years. <laughs> no offense. They don't no, speak. Die probably. They'll be all right. <laughs> but it's hilarious because they, they have like got it. It's two words though. Yeah, Ours they stole one word. Mm. Like theoretically, it should be two words, but I liked it—the look of it as one word. Right. So I went with that. But or it should be like uh, Spider-Man, maybe with it. So they know better. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but whatever. Dueling stages. But if you just <laughs> Google, you know, hate zero. One word. One word. You'll find us. Uh, you'll find us, and we're not. You know, if you hear some pop punk in like Indonesian, whatever language they speak, that's not us. <laughs> These guys aren't Asian. Yeah. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because they had like thousands of fans over there. And yeah. they only did like a couple songs or on SoundCloud and wherever. Yep. And it's like, really? You guys took like I, I don't even know if I could contact them and be like, hey, let me buy this the you know, this Twitter account mm-hmm. off you or whatever. Cause it's like you know, whatever. So I had this cool name. It was Akami. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade you. I'll sell you this name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the album launch went really well. Um, we got a lot of uh, action. We ran some ads on the internet on different things. Um, so it started out really strong. It's dying down now just because Christmas came and mm-hmm. had other things to do. And I quit putting all my life into 
marketing it. <laughs> so everybody got hit with seasonal depression because yeah. the whole COVID year just came and crushed you, and you're like, hey. Everything you didn't deal with, you now have to deal with in this last month. Right. Plus, that was man, me projecting. Like, That's what I did this year. <laughs> but like, if you look, I got. If you, I don't know if you collect CDs or not, but I'll give you one if you want one. But if you look inside, like one. Um, I don't think I have this online anywhere. But in the CD jacket, it tells the dates of when we recorded this, mm-hmm. and we've been recording this album since 2018. And oh, so, yeah? yeah. But like, I went through things like my mom got sick and died during it. Uh, my fiance, fiance had cancer. She died during it. <gasps> so like, yeah, several different really bad things happened to me during all this. And so it was really important to get it done because mm-hmm. I had been driving to Indianapolis to hospitals, like for two or three years straight with uh. all these people. And so I'd come back and be like, all right, I'll come out and record, you know, these tracks tomorrow. I was like, juggling all of it so it was really important to get it done and finally get it out there and then when when we did um whatever we've just been really satisfied and happy Mm -hmm. with the results of it so well that's good i'm happy to hear that i'm sorry to hear about your uh yeah i just i kind of wanted to dedicate it to them we kind of went like eh, let's not write a bunch of thank yous and all that stuff in there but you know i felt like uh Whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. my mom. Yeah. <laughs> we, we she all, she we paid all for, she paid for the last bunch of t-shirts. For, so. <laughs> well, Wait. guys, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks again no problem. for having thank us. You. you mentioned like the Spotify, the YouTube and stuff. Do you guys have social media, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Facebook, Facebook. We're, we're most mostly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge Twitter fan because they're all evil over there so i don't do twitter <laughs> i like I mean, twitter simply because it doesn't sleep so like <laughs> whenever anything happens it goes right to twitter and right. you can find out like right away yeah well i mean i get all the no- notifications i just know like twitter starts a lot of wars like people like to war over there so yeah, that's not... why it's fun to watch bro <laughs> well you're one of those yeah. i love watching i'm drama. the opposite i'm like i don't want to type I'm not fighting with these people all night. Oh, no, I don't yeah. fight. I just There watch. are certain things yeah. like that. That's why yeah. I don't follow like local news stuff anymore. Yeah. Some some drama I want to be a part of. Yeah. Not be a part of, but want to see. Check it out. Others yeah. just like, oh, this hurts my brain. I'm right. also one of those people who will jump in just to like stoke the fire. Like, uh, this is starting <laughs> to die down. <laughs> yeah. Let me you're say the, this. You're oh, the yeah, well, remember that, that one time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. guy did this? Yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will poke the bear just to keep it going. Troll. Yeah. Well, listen, I like I like drama. It's entertaining. Well, we got the uh, the Hate Zero page on Facebook, of course, yeah. and then we have a Hate Zero Live page, which would be kind of like an instant notification page, mm-hmm. uh, a group chat. Yeah, whoever wants to get on there, and it's that easier. usually starts blowing up around when we have dates. Right. Yeah, it's easier to tell everyone. Well. We kind of screwed up and didn't do an email list right away, yeah. so that's probably the best way to do it, and we didn't, so we kind of, like, how can we do this? So we made a page, and, like, at least it shoots, you know, notifications out to them, but because mm-hmm. it's hard with Facebook, it's hit or miss, like, who's going to actually be on there and see whatever yeah, you put yeah, yeah. up. And sometimes, but, like, notifications can get buried, yeah. like, it, Facebook just won't notify yeah. you, especially, like, with invites, I'll, they'll be like, hey... Don't forget to like this page. I'm like, when did they fucking invite me to this? Right. <laughs> like, oh, that was three months ago. What the fuck? Why am I just seeing this now? Yeah. Yeah. Facebook's a fucking 
poison. Yeah, I know. Sp- All Speak- of it is, honestly. <laughs> But if you just go to our website, HateZero.com, then all the other links are there. And, there we go. Uh, you can go to Amazon if you want to buy the CD. Um, it's probably a little bit cheaper if you find us playing live because mm-hmm. Am- they all need their cut. So yeah. the price goes up. But um, Bezos makes $9 million an hour. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's a fact. For $9 million an hour? Yep. What the fuck? Wow. So, and yet they only want to give us six hundred bucks for a stimulus <laughs> check. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Jeff. No Bezos. comment. I'm not going there. <laughs> on the subject of Facebook, you can find us on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Toon Junkies Podcast. Our Twitter is Toon Junkies Pod. My personal Instagram is pulp.niction and my Twitter is make Dameron sure. Um, if you want to find and follow me, you won't find me on Facebook anymore because I deleted it because I can't handle Facebook anymore. But you can follow me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty or oh, I can't believe I'm going to plug this. You can find me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know. No, I know exactly why it's a it's a uh popular platform because it's just a constant stream of dopamine like <laughs> it the algorithm learns the things you like and then it just shows you those yeah. and then it's just like ha 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 like ha yeah. ha ha like and then you, next thing you know you've been on it for four hours yeah but yeah you can find me at i believe it's at dad boy pit six or maybe it's uh <laughs> <laughs> um is it pelo largo cabron long-haired asshole I don't. I don't remember what it's called. I mean, those are two very different things. What <laughs> that boy pit six and the, the long asshole. Well, finger. so like, there's your handle, and then there's oh. like your username. Okay. I think, but yeah, yeah. Follow me on TikTok for all my dumb shit. Um, yeah. What have you guys been listening to lately? Pull out your streaming app or whatever you use. I, I, I listen you know to a lot of Ginger, uh, nice. Corrosion of Conformity. I, I fucking love that band too. Hell yeah. Uh, Pepper Keenan's awesome and everything he does down, uh, whatever. And uh, trying to think, Sumo Psycho. Uh, they actually they're a Canadian band that opened up for Ginger mm-hmm. in um, in uh, Angola. I never heard of them before or anything, but they blew me away. They actually ran the room that night. They outperformed Ginger by far. No and, shit. And I was a huge Ginger Stole fan. Stole the show, huh? Yeah, and uh, I mean they're they're kind of um they're a little bit more poppy. I believe the singer she got famous as like a teen idol in Canada or something, kind of like a Britney Spears type thing, mm-hmm. and then got in a rock and roll band, and then they just they wound up touring with Ginger all over the U.S. and Europe and stuff. And uh, I like your Britney Spears analogy, but I raise you in Alanis Morissette because she is actually Canadian. Well, oh, it, wow. that genre of music, oh, okay. we'll we'll call it just straight up pop, but oh, okay. um. If you were to see the band Sumo Psycho, mm-hmm. they really make the crowd feel involved. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was like everybody in that room was part of that party. I've been listening to them quite a bit lately. They're quite impressive. That's Something a, to see. This kind of sounds like a, there's a band that comes through here, well, used to come through here a lot, called Daikaiju. Okay. And they like... I I I want See I, that's a Kamokira man just <laughs> something different. I've you know? wanted to go see them but it's always during the week and at the time I had a different job but like they often will like lift the drummer up 
So people will hold him up in the air and they'll hold his drums and he'll like play oh, while cool. people are holding that's him. Cool, right? And the guitar player likes to set his guitar on fire and like play it at the same <laughs> time. So I'm like, bro, that's a fucking show. Yeah, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see pictures of it all the time. He's fucking I saw a, lighter fluid. I saw a Kiss cover band and the guy that was Gene Simmons like threw the he did the fireball thing mm-hmm. and then he threw the sword at the ground and he almost hit a little kid. Like it was oh. two feet from this kid on fire. They <laughs> <laughs> were like, Whoa, it was crazy. That kid is now the most metal kid ever. Yeah. Like, yeah I almost got killed at a metal yeah. show but, with a sword. Oh, and a uh, 12 foot ninja. Can't Bro, forget. That. Oh yeah. They're one We've of my all time favorites too. lately, man. Yeah. Yeah. I really like their first album though. The second album is good. But I'm partial to the first album. I really like that one. Yeah. I've been, yeah, they're both pretty good. I went through a, during the uh, lockdown, well, I've had to work through the entire lockdown, but during the beginning of it, like in the spring, I mm-hmm. went through like a, I don't know if you ever heard of Cell Dweller or uh, Clayton. He does different bands, Circle of Dust, Cell Dweller. But I got on his website on Fixed, the their website, and I just went nuts buying like every album he's <laughs> yeah. ever been on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he does a lot because he, he's all technical and does mm-hmm. uh, does all that stuff, whatever. But I've kind of been on a kick with him, and Nice. I really like it. But other than that, I don't know. I'm kind of boring, man. I listen to a lot of indie or, you know, like – when I want to feel uh, happy, even though the lyrics are happy, all kind of what's that kind of yeah, <laughs> the lyrics are all kind of dark, but the music seems happy and they're always whistling and I'm like yeah I like the I'll, <laughs> I'll play this so I don't have another panic attack or something yeah it's like uh, <laughs> what's that song um, semi charmed life it sounds really poppy but it's really about meth addiction yeah <laughs> what about you, you Nick what have you been listening to not much honestly <laughs> me either my search is literally empty. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of AFI, um, Michigama, oh, Chugaboom, John Penman, Spose, Goo Goo Dolls, Parox Jen, which is Jeff Hardy's band. Um, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Jeff Hardy has a band. Jeff Hardy has a band? Yeah. What does he do? He's a singer. <gasps> Why did I not know about this? Oh, I don't know. Is it any good? They're okay. It's Jeff Hardy. I know that, but yeah. is it good? I mean, he used to sing his own entrance music, if you remember his entrance music at all. What? That yeah. was him? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. <laughs> I worshipped that man. I didn't know he was in a band. <laughs> now you know. What's this band called? It, I, I have to show it to you just because I don't even know properly how to say it. <laughs> oh, it's like... <laughs> peroxygen? Per, peroxygen? <laughs> God damn it, Jeff Hardy, you fucking weirdo. Perox Yeah, that's what that's what I say. Perox Wygen? Leave it to it, Jeff to Put that in your weed. search right next to Hate Zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that on the way home. And it and, better, Jeff Hardy, it better be good. And uh well that's uh, oh Hate Zero. I got them on one. And uh in the Cygnus Rift? Oh, oh MF Doom. May he rest oh, in yeah, peace. Yeah, rest in peace, MF Doom. It's all real. Man. And uh that's it. Nothing else. Um so I'm gonna make up a bunch of shit because um I've been in like a funk and I have not been able to pay attention to 
anything. Like I tried watching Netflix shows. I can't stay focused. I've lost all interest in music. But today I listened to some Corn and System of a Down, some uh, Opeth and Mastodon and Slipknot. Um, and then let's just uh, last podcast on the left. I'll say that's not a band, but it's a podcast I've been listening to. So, yeah, that's a that's about what I've been listening to. Hopefully, uh, twenty twenty one will be a little better than twenty twenty. That's not to say that uh, the unit of measurement that we call twenty twenty, the year, was the actual problem. It, well, that's now it's not twenty twenty one is not going to be better just because it's twenty twenty one. It's yeah. the people we we as a collective have to do better yeah. and try and make things. Uh, not as shitty, to put it in the most poetic way I can. Yeah, that's going to be a bittersweet year for a lot of bands because they're like, that's when my album came out because yeah, that's yeah. all we can do is make yeah. albums finally. But yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's going to be like like Dance Gavin Dance put out two albums in 2020. And Technically, like, one of them was just songs that they already had, though. Well, I mean, it's a live Yeah, it's, it's a, a live, live thing, version, but, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we dropped that album in 2020. Everyone's going to be like, huh. Just like yeah. shudder, like, oh, yeah, 2020. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for uh, Thank us. you. You said you wanted to close out the show with the song Binge. Binge. Binge, because like the drummer us? does drummy things. Yes, he does drummy things. Like <laughs> it has a little, a little jazzy big band type intro, and it get I don't know, it's just a good mm-hmm. song, man. Yeah? Yeah. I just, I just threw that out there for Chad. That's one of his favorites, so... Shout out He's, to Chad. He, he has to listen to this later. He didn't get to come, so That's I thought right. I'd put his his uh, good song on there. So binge, <laughs> binge, hell yeah, binge. enjoy binge. This has been a Tune Junkies podcast. My name's Nick. My name is Chris. And make sure your drummers drum. <laughs>
decent things you ever knew.